0: Music The Emo Social Club podcast broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.TV. I am Brian.
1: And I'm Lizzie. Uh,
0: This is our intro for this episode because we didn't do an intro in there. So uh, uh, welcome. Welcome to the pod today. Welcome. What's Uh, here? This is the Emo Social Club podcast. The podcast about music and being old often and uh, reminding people that uh tick sucks and it can be good but it mostly sucks
1: and um starting light beef with rights of springs mm-hmm.
0: it's potentially veggie, it's like veggie like fake beef you know uh this episode is with the band midtown uh midtown was a band that i knew when i was in my young days uh so this was a very like It was just a very like awesome email to get of like, hey, do you want to talk to Midtown? Uh, And we were like, yes, please. I literally Uh, we
1: got the email and I because I this was before my time. So I Googled it and Brian said, Lizzie, it's Midtown. I said, okay, And then I Googled it and said gave support. And I said, wait a second. Um, And I said, Brian, I'm immediately sending this email right now and we're going to figure it all out later um because it was really exciting that we got that offer an opportunity before they announced anything to chat with them
0: yeah so big shout and, out to
1: big picture media for be, yeah. being and a real one
0: they're going on tour with Mike chem it was like um i feel like this is exactly in our our space you know i should like, have this put two into it us. together
1: because i got those my chem um things from work be- before it like went public and they're like embargoed i said cool then I was like, wait a second, wait a goddamn second.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, this is a fun one with Rob and Heath of the band. Uh. They are, it, it, it's good stories of like back in the day, you know, a little bit of that, but also just like seeing where the scene has come from, seeing the resurgence. And uh, it's not a nostalgic grab. It's just guys who like making music together and like hanging out. And honestly, you know when you're when you're talking to people and you're like okay it's it, it's a cash grab uh it's not it, oftentimes these are just people that just like have missed each other and it's like now is a good time, and then all of a sudden you're on a Mike chem tour
1: <laughs> you know it's just casual things, and you're not aware of it uh until someone tells you it happens, and it just be <laughs> that way sometimes
0: yeah that uh that will be uh a story that you'll hear in a minute, but before we do that, uh you gotta let us know do you like this podcast i mean look don't let us know if you don't only let us know if you do and you can do that
1: if you're if you don't like us you can tweet it at us and then we can have some twitter beef about why you don't like the podcast but it'll be
0: fake beef Um, yeah it's gonna be fake uh let us know five stars apple Podcasts, spotify uh amazon find a product on amazon rate it five stars and sell them how much you love this podcast yeah i like some a random product on the store make it a meme yeah. and then also
1: we are on the odyssey app streaming too you can't rate us on there i found out but you can go listen to us there and we're one of yeah. the top results when you search emo social anything
0: yeah you can call your local radio station and tell them that you really like our podcast i think that would be fun
1: yeah to meme on
0: as well (laughs) just memeing on everybody uh if you want to tell us to our face on the internet uh you can find us on instagram at emo social club you can find us on twitter and tiktok at x emo social club x uh you can find us on facebook
1: it's you can
0: you can like we're there it's basically Uh,
1: just instagram being reposted so hell yeah just go to instagram
0: i will i i I feel like I need to push it now because we will start having like IRL events more often here in Chicago. We and if you like they have a better events thing than Instagram. Uh, you can also join our discord. Uh, we have links to that in the show notes because that's a harder link to say. But discord is a place you can join us. We have events in there. Uh, we talk with people and we post about everything. So, you know, you always have a place where you can find out about this that isn't Facebook. But I also feel like. <laughs> Yeah, go to Facebook, man. Like it's only go to, go to Facebook for
1: the events. And we have a our lot events. for our events only. We have our a events. lot in the pipeline that we cannot announce yet. So if because you're in the Chicago, Chicagoland, not... Wisconsin, Indiana wherever, if you want to just come and hang.
0: Yo, Wisconsiners, uh Wisconsinites. Wisconsinites. Yeah. Uh come on down, you know. If you if you're up there in that Milwaukee, you, you you can come right on down, you know. Oh man! Come on down to Chicago from the old Milwaukee. Uh,
1: is that <laughs> great? Is that how all uh, Wisconsins things Wisconsin sound to you? Okay. Not at all. Great, good to know. Uh,
0: not at all. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this episode and you wanted to see the full version of it from Twitch, and it's not up there anymore. Uh, you can also sign up for a membership on our website. Join the club. We have uh, all of our DJ sets, all of our interviews, full streamed interviews with all the questions from the chat, all the randomness that comes up. All that good stuff is in there. Uh, you can find that on EmoSocialClub.com, our website. Uh, there is nowhere to leave us five stars on there, unfortunately. But Yeah,
1: no. and And your uh, hearts. You can just leave it. Yeah.
0: It's a real like in your heart five stars type feeling on there.
1: I well, you know what's crazy? <laughs> five
0: stars type beat.
1: I went on our um on the Emo Social Club Spotify and we finally have ten five star reviews. So add more uh, to it, guys.
0: Uh guys. Guys, we need you, please.
1: Listen, now uh is one of them my dad? Yeah. But you know what? It's a real one.
0: It's have it's like any dad, local band. Have your, your guys'
1: dads out there five star the emo social club because they like midtown
0: that's what we do here all right (laughs) let's get into it this is our episode with midtown yeah let's get it popping
2: sweet so uh my name is rob i play (laughs) drums in the band midtown heath i'll pass it to you
3: (laughs) i am heath and i play guitar and sing sometimes in the band midtown
0: perfect we got you on the pod today and we are very excited. Uh so I mean let's let's get nostalgic a little bit. I remember uh Midtown being a thing when I was uh uh I guess high school, I think I'm old and this is this is a very good thing for an elder emo like me, where I get to uh uh you know experience part of that like pre-warp tour or, or like early warp tour uh pre all these like big reunion festivals and all that it's like yeah i remember midtown i was cool i was cool once (laughs) i've got some uh i've got some things that are legit about me you know
1: so let's address everything right at the top you guys are one back but two also back in opening for my chemical romance on a handful of their shows so how did that kind of come to fruition One, getting you back, and then two, um, getting back um, on these bills.
3: Well, a couple of years ago, we decided um, that we missed playing music together, and we tried to set something up to practice one day after work. Um, Rob Tyler and I all work around maybe 20, 30 miles away from each other, so we found a central location, met there after work, and... um, started trying to play through some of the old songs and just had a really great time. We left there. We're like, we should definitely do this again soon. This was awesome. And then like two days later, the world shut down (laughs) and uh, we didn't get to do it again for a very long time. But you know, over the past two years, we've all kept in touch. And um, we were all very much looking forward to the day that we could practice together again, be with each other, hang out uh, and play music together. Um, we've talked about it often. And at some point in time, Rob, please correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I think I think both Tyler and Gabe had talked to Mikey from Mikem, just a random check-in and mentioned to him that we were uh, you know we were looking to you know play a couple shows when the world opened up again. And uh, Mikey was like, "That's really cool." He's like, "Why don't you guys play some shows with us?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that would be that would be awesome." So he just offered us some dates on their tour, and it's it's real; it's it's actually happening. It's so cool yeah. that um, <laughs> that you know he offered to take us out on on a part of their tour. Um, it's just it's great; it's awesome.
2: Yeah, the, the story is even more like ironic and funny than it even seems from the beginning because what would happen is, is man Tyler would text me Heath and Gabe all the time and say like hey guys what's up <laughs> like like not like pretending that he's got nothing to say that he's like yeah so like yeah maybe just for fun we should play a show we should I'm not play a play show uh we should just like rehearse like let's just you know it'd be fun to play guitar again you know <laughs> but I but 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 so, 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 he would say that like from time to time, and then he'd get a little more like on it about it, and then he'd be like, "Yeah, so my kids kind of want to see our band play," and then Keith has kids now, and Gabe has my
3: kids. My kids that- don't, don't want to see our band play. Oh. For the record, <laughs> yeah. they don't. They're not interested. But,
2: yeah, but uh, but but what happened was is so I guess I. So because we were texting, we were like thinking about potentially maybe possibly doing a show at some point because it's been so many years. So Tyler was talking to Gabe. And I mean, sorry, uh Tyler was talking to Mikey Way from my chem, and I guess mentioned it and stuff, but didn't tell us he said this to anybody else in the world. Because in our minds, it was like the three of us, the only people that knew. So Gabe sees Mikey Way in L.A., and Mikey's like, hey, Gabe. So uh, I heard you're going to do some shows again. And Gabe's like, what are you <laughs> talking? How did you know this? Like, what's the name? <laughs> so so Tyler's little, like, funny scheme to try to, to get us to, to do a show again, which just kind of snuck up on everybody and somehow got to Mikey, of all people. And then Mike Kent was nice enough to ask us out to play the shows. So, you know, we were like, well, their shows sold out way ahead of time. Before this, because these are, you know, makeup shows. I think from everything that happened during COVID, uh, but um, so they let us do our New Jersey headline shows, even though it's sort of the same market because they were already sold. Uh, they were already sold out, so we were really lucky there. But it's funny what he said before about like his kids have no interest in seeing his father play music. Um, <laughs> His kid called us at rehearsal last week and he put it on FaceTime and my understanding from you Heath is like his kid was just like, okay, is the song done yet? Like, I just want to talk to you I didn't care about seeing <laughs> us performing.
3: Yeah, we were playing like, uh, we we're playing a song and I think we we're in like the second verse. I see him calling, it's FaceTime. I open it up I'm like, hey man, I'm at practice. I'm like, I'm going to play this guitar solo now. And I put the, the camera on, and I'm playing the guitar solo. <laughs> And I can just see him, and he's like, <laughs> and he's talking. He's like, "What's the password so I can get this app on my oh iPad? My God. I want to get this app, Dad. Stop Dad, playing. Dad, stop playing. You're not cool. Please. Give me the
1: password. I'll, otherwise, I'm gonna."
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like he, you know he what? Was, must, he, he's not impressed. It's like it's as if we were 12 years old and pretending our parents were in a band, and they're like playing their buddy holly music or some kind of like jazz thing right we'd be like no this we want operation ivy or rancid or something you know what i mean like it's just not interesting and cool. however i would be if my dad had played music and did any of that stuff i think that would be pretty cool however <laughs> I, you know everything's 20 29 side now so, here's the thing left.
1: like if you were playing if you were like the basis for like i don't know like i don't know doja cat or something would your kids be like immediately like hell yes let's go or are they just still so, like uninterested <laughs>
3: No, I don't think they would be interested at all. I think they would just, like, maybe be interested to, like, meet Doja Cat, but, like, Mm -hmm. not at all interested in the way that the music is performed. You know? (laughs) They they don't care. Which is odd, because when my son was very little, he was drawn to guitar. He used to grab, like, I, I had guitars all over the place, and he used to bring me guitars and sit on my lap, and we would play he would sit there and he would like hold the pick and he would strum it and i would move things around i have a video of us playing like a nirvana song he's just like playing i'm moving my left hand and he's like singing and playing it's, it's awesome at some point he stopped um you know being interested in it maybe one day it'll come back i don't know but um <laughs> yeah he's not interested you have to get anymore. the
1: teenage angst like it really got it got to hit him mm-hmm. somewhere then it comes back
3: i know i know but you know i think what rob said was really true is that like you never think that the things that your parents do are cool, no matter how cool it is. So he'll go probably the opposite way. He's not gonna get into punk rock. He'll probably get into like skiing or something.
4: Ski-
3: and that'll be his form <laughs> his form of rebellion will be like some sort of like athletic uh, you know, some sort of sport.
0: Uh dad, uh, I just wanna go down the mountain. I just want on. to go
1: to the ski
3: resort. God uh, I know you don't want me to do it, and that's why I wanna do it.
0: So <laughs> Yeah, I always worry about that, like, if I have kids in the future, it's like, I just want, like, a cool punk rock kid, and it's punk like, no, they're not going to do that. They're going to be, gonna like, happen. they're just going to be into something completely different. I'm like, well, then, what's the point? If I can't make a oh little me, what am I even doing here? <laughs> like, if my kid's not going to think it's cool that I'm talking to a band going on tour with Mike Hem, what are we doing here? What am I What,
3: are, what am I doing here? Yeah, then, then you'll <laughs> never win. Then I'll never think well,
0: you're cool. Never think I'm cool.
3: Teenagers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See what there I you did there? bringing a back. Yeah. I, wow. I did,
0: yeah, that was good.
3: Thank you. I was, yeah,
0: that was good, Rob. I liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess it's like, this is the time when a lot of these bands are coming back. It's a lot of like the, the nostalgia factor, the, the fests are all popping up. Everybody's going back on tour, reuniting. Was there any thought of like, Like, was there a bigger thing of like, we are we are going to do this as like this nostalgia grab or this nostalgia thing? Or was it really like just randomly we're just together again? I I know you guys reunited in 2014, but uh, is it is it more like just kind of a we like hanging out and we like playing music and that's all we want to do? And it just so happens that people are still stoked or is it? Yeah, like what's the thought process in getting back together?
2: Yeah, so there there was zero like nostalgia grab. In fact, I don't I don't know when this term elder emo even came to exist, but I feel like everything happened. Not everything happened, but things got amplified for whatever the emo, like the crazy emo stuff going on right now, 100 percent because um, of the pandemic. Right. You're all home. You're like you can't see your friends anymore. You have time where you're not driving everywhere and then you're able to like revisit where you came from and your roots and the things you liked. And it was much, and, and, and those things are much more meaningful because you're not able to have these, you know, in-person face-to-face conversations. Take that, pair it with everybody is now glued to their phones because they're not <laughs> in school. They're not wherever they are. TikTok starts to get bigger. My God, like I'm, I'm now I'm on freaking emo TikTok. And I'm seeing everybody talk about how Right to the Spring is like the original emo band. In reality, coming from people our age, nobody gave a shit about Right to the Spring <laughs> when we were growing up. They loved Kugazi and Minor Threat. Someone spread. is
1: going to clip bands this. Like
2: Mineral and Elliot, but nobody was talking about Right Some... to the Spring. You know, like what? <laughs> bro, bro, that's
3: that's going to be on our new, t- that new is, t-shirt. Instead of, the, uh, shit about instead right of like spring. the original
1: emo <laughs> originated in, you're Jeez, about to bro. piss off so many people on the internet and I love it.
2: Good. Yeah, but you know what? Nobody over the age of thirty-five, because they all lived through it. But nonetheless, (laughs) um, nonetheless. So, like when all this idea happened, like he said, uh, somehow the only time we had ever practiced in eight years was seven days before everything shut down during the pandemic. So um, it was already in motion. And the thing was, yeah, TikTok. You know, it it had. It's been having this moment where. know people are talking about things they're excited about things and you know whatever it may be but um all basically all these shows we had were all set before the when we were young festival announced and it seemed like when that festival announced it was like oh wow this emo revival thing is really here right now like it's really really here that happens then all these other tours come out and then you know machine gun kelly goes emo and his album comes out and there's songs about like emo girl or whatever the song (laughs) is. And so like, it's like, it's here. And it's like, I'm actually like, how did this all happen at the same time that we just happened to have done these shows? So uh, the happenstance was actually, listen, I'm not hating on any of it. Like, I think it's awesome for us and our, and our fans because it's just made everything a lot more fun and a lot more exciting, quite frankly.
1: So you're not getting on the whole MGK Prince of Pop Punk that, that billboard put out you're not getting on the hate train like everybody else is giving him more publicity for people that you know people who hate him at this point because of this resurgence. Oh. Nah. So yeah, I mean, the
3: other thing is okay.
1: like go ahead he
3: I was just going to say, you know, besides Rights of Spring, who we've obviously started a, a feud with on this interview, I think they would agree. I think they'll agree with us, quite frankly. They'll be like, wait, <laughs>
2: yeah. like, why couldn't we have been bigger no, than think, We would have still been. <laughs>
3: I think you're right, Rob. I think this is something we should explore is our, our rivalry with Rites of Spring, uh, but we shouldn't include any other bands in it.
2: Why are you escalating nothing here? No. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> We're actually just starting beef only here on this podcast today, Midtown versus every yeah. other emo band to ever be prominent in existence.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely. We want no beef. I'm past no. that in my life. I just, I just want to sleep. Are you sleep. kidding me? Yeah. I want to do my work, all the time. play drums, Great. code a little bit, and go to sleep.
0: Yeah, there's a certain point in your life where you're like, I get that like starting a beef right now would get me very popular in the music scene, but like, at what cost? Fuck, dude, I'm gonna have to stay awake <laughs> and like, yeah. I'd have to be on Twitter. That seems awful. I just... Beef is so dumb. I'll tell you why beef is
2: dumb. Obviously, it's dumb. But the reason <laughs> it's like really dumb when you're young and like hating other bands, the hating on other bands. The truth is, like, when you're in the scene and you're in these bands and there's these little beefs. If, if you're all in it together and the scene gets bigger, that's actually going to be better for your band. It's not like one band by getting bigger is taking away from another band by being smaller. It doesn't work that way. And right. this isn't really about that, but there was this band from New Jersey called Lane Meyer. Right. And our buddy uh, Doyle has this podcast called this was the scene podcast. Like I said, you all grow together. There's mm-hmm. no beef between podcasts. And, um, <laughs> but the thing was, it's like, we had a beef, I don't even know why, quite frankly, really, with Lane Meyer when we were like 20, 19, 20 years old. And for I don't even know why. I don't even care why. But more recently, in the past four or five years, I reconnected with the band. I even re released their vinyl on my record label. But I was like, this is such BS because this kid would have been like my best friend if we didn't have bands back then. And it totally <laughs> ruined all I like. Like it's it's like beef between bands is so dumb because the reality is, is we're all like, like, especially in the scene, you're so much more similar than you are different. So it makes absolutely no sense to have any.
0: Yeah. You're all
3: just trying to do the same thing from a different angle.
0: You know? True. We have, uh, I, I think we've seen a lot more bands like coming together now that the internet has made everything like a lot more of like a flat plane for everybody. Like I remember being like in bands and it's just like, dude, they have clearly more money than us. They have clearly like they can afford better gear. They got like a whole backdrop and stuff. And then I'm just like, why am I mad that they have those resources? I just want those resources for myself. This is just out of jealousy. But now that like the internet is just making everything easier and cheaper and, and better for everybody. And you can just do everything on TikTok and, blow up i'm like yeah this is this is much not easier to be nice to people now
2: hopefully i i have i have a question of research that i want fact checked if you can all help me with this sure. um to go to go back to your your machine gun kelly thing um so i i put out uh in 2007 2008 i put out um an artist on my record label called four year strong yeah. have you heard yeah. of them Okay, yeah. so, so so, you may need to interview them and get a fact check on this or even ask mm. Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> so back then, and it maybe it's around. Oh no.
3: Uh, frozen Rod.
2: for your strong hat. What's that? Uh, Damn it. It's this- I made computers. <laughs> <laughs> you're, okay you're,
3: good, you're, you're good. You're good. Keep going. You okay now. It tells
2: me yeah. not okay. to anymore. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so they had uh, an album called um rise or die trying it had a very specific font riser like literal exact specific font. and their the big song off that album was heroes get remembered legends never die mm-hmm. so around 2011 2010 machine gun kelly like, probably one of his early tattoos because now he's got a million he's got he he got a tattoo and i remember talking to four year with about this that says heroes get remembered legends never die in the same font as their album cover. So I'm pretty sure like the whole emo thing with him, isn't something new or just because he, he, he was, you know, known for, you know, hip hop and and whatnot. I think it it was actually always in his blood and he might have roots back to then. So give fact check on his (laughs) heroes get remembered legends never die" tattoo. If it was because of the four year strong album, uh, rise or die trying.
3: Well, That's what your I can work. add to this a little bit. If there we go. Of my understanding of Machine Gun Kelly, was that he was—you know—he was a rapper. He is, is still a rock, rapper, uh, but he was a pop punk kid, and his mm. favorite band was Blink One Eighty Two. Mm. I remember hearing that a couple of years ago. There is no source for that information. Yeah, there's my brain. a lot of people. But um, there's a lot of people
1: too. in general said he's been like in the like punk music because I remember. I had one friend when I was in high school who was, like, really into MGK. So it's like, 2009, 2012 area. And he they showed me a photo of him. They said, oh, look, just look how he looks like. And he had all these tattoos. And one of them was um, of the misfits. And I was like, oh, okay. So ideally you didn't just get tattooed for the misfits just for funsies. And you actually listen to them a little bit. So I was like, oh, so he does have these types of, like, ruts that, you know, stem out into rap because that's what he did at the time. So I think that he does have some embedment in there prior. It's just that like after the beef with him and Eminem and him pivoting over to pop punk, because he probably saw it as more beneficial. And in general, I even said, I'm like, this dude looks more like a pop punk emo kid than a rapper. So I always had like cognitive disconnect whenever I like see, saw him in general. So to see it now, for me, it makes more sense, but obviously you know he has different reasons for switching over to it i
2: yeah. i wonder um like i wonder if there there is a lot to because what i didn't really understand why well, I, I should say this when we were touring emo the idea of an emo night wasn't a thing you know how like mm-hmm. emo nights massive right now everywhere yeah. every town has we, we were just night, that one last and... night
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay for, so you get it um yeah and But when we used to go and tour in the UK, in Europe, and this is between 2000 and 2005, you would go to like a nightclub, right? Like we we had these nightclubs in New York we would go to, but it would be new wave, you know, like hipster music from the early 2000s. Like, yeah, 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 and Interpol Mm. and Modest Mouse and all that stuff. That would just get played um, at the clubs. But there was no, like, you wouldn't hear you know any punk bands related but we would go to the same nights that were these like dance nights in 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 uk and europe they'd you know they'd play you know oh there's Franz ferdinand there's the killers and then it'd be like the get up kids and then they'd play like some other placebo song or whatever you know thing was going new wave new order type thing and then they're playing you know uh taking back sunday right mm-hmm. so um it was funny cuz cuz I actually had a conversation this is very early this is like 2010 2009 2010 with Anthony Ranieri from Bayside. He had just went to UK to tour and he's like, "Rob, maybe we should like do like a thing where we we DJ in New York but we do emo stuff or pop punk <laughs> stuff or punk stuff because he had just seen it in in uh in Europe." So he was he was real early in the idea of actually trying to do that um in America, but The reason I really bring that up is because somehow, you know, we see, you know, artists like Machine Gun Kelly that are big and it seems like it's out of nowhere, but maybe it's not. What I never really understood in theory was like, why is Avril Lavigne all of the sudden looped into emo in a big way? It feels like a Mm -hmm. real big way. Because I I didn't, I didn't feel that back then. I didn't remember that. um,
1: Got him again.
2: I mean, introduced you might have been listening to um avril levine when you learned about fallout boy right so somehow there was there was a connection but then at, while we're having this conversation it makes a little more sense to me when heath and i uh, and the other guys were, were writing our album living well is the best revenge uh in los angeles and recording it in 2001 um we were staying at the oakwood apartments which is like it's like where bands used to stay when they would record. The major labels would put bands up to to stay. It's like a, you know, fully furnished. You know, Ethan and Tyler would share a room. Gabe and I would share a room, but it was like one apartment. Um, so you know, there was a few other bands there, um, and there was a, bit, a a little pop punk band that had just signed to MCA Records called Off by One. I, I don't re- remember the music, but I mean, <laughs> typically you know, like pop punk kids that loved Blink One Eighty Two, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this little girl staying at the oakwood apartments so we were over one night off by one brings over this little girl she's got like pink and blue she's got dyed black hair but like the pink and blue in it with like little bra. uh you know like you, you you take the the lanyards and you wrap it around oh, yeah. colors and something whatever and yeah thank you so and she had these like uh, the 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 fishnet stockings on your arms you know that mm-hmm. this look so it's kind of like interestingly, like punk goth look. So they bring her into our apartment, and and you know everybody's talking, and I, I'm like, oh, so so you you make music? She goes, yeah, I, I write all my own songs. And I go, what do you sound like? And this this little girl, I mean, I'm like literally 15 or probably 16 years old at the time, maybe even. It's like trying to say that all these all these random bands. And then I had to finally ask, what is what does your label say you sound like? Because that's how you have to really get out of some. Because yeah. we all want, like, including ourselves, like you always want to be <clears> that <throat> one next up cooler. And and she she goes, um, Alanis Morris sent me Cheryl Crow. <laughs> she, she said to me, "Interesting, wow, so, <laughs> yeah." So fast forward about like three to four weeks max. We're watching MTV. Uh, in that same apartment and the music video comes on and it's the girl that was in the apartment there's like a skateboarder going behind in the music video and I'm like oh my god that's her and it sounds exactly kind of sounds <laughs> Cheryl Crow and Lisa Alanis Morissette and it was um complicated it oh was the music god. video for complicated so that Holy was shit. Avril Lavigne hanging out with a bunch of pop puck emo kids in two (laughs) thousand and one so maybe there are some roots I didn't realize now that I look back because she was literally in you know our apartment. Yeah. Yeah there's your there's your roots. Don't forget forget your roots, roots, right? There you go. Never
0: forget your roots.
4: Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week.
0: If you're sleeping on proper, you're messing up. They just dropped their new album, The Great American Novel, and here's one of the tracks from it, The Routine. New friends of the pod, Tree River, dropped their song with Say Anything's Max Bemis,
2: Crossroads.
1: Upcoming guests on the pod have near
4: dropped their new single, Daydreaming.
0: And post-hardcore band Secrets released their second single of the year, The Collapse.
4: If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes.
0: Uh, That is just like it's just so interesting where all of these like artists are coming from and growing in the scene. And like, I think that, uh, we all felt like it's very like, this is what it is at this time and didn't think like it was ever going to be anything else. But now like that, everybody's like either people like us who are revisiting it because we were there at the time or people who are just hearing this kind of music for the first time, uh, and are getting really into it and, and now are experiencing it. it's like, I don't know. It, it, it always had the potential to still be there, but I think we saw music as like going in waves. It was like, yeah, rock music was really popular. Emo and pop punk was really popular in the early two thousands. And then it was all dubstep and EDM. (laughs) I was a big dubstep (laughs) fan. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, and then it it goes into like, you know, pop and, and hip hop and and all that. And now it's kind of just everything. Like, everybody can find all kinds of music. Avril Lavigne can have a resurgence now, whereas, you know, it's like, were were any of us thinking about Avril Lavigne for the past 10 years? Maybe, maybe not. But now it's like, yeah, we we can just like all the same stuff again. It's very interesting how it evolved, I think. Yes, it did. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get back to... Things going cycles. Let's
1: get back to talking a little bit about... Um, some some of your music so in your gun show interview and we in rob and i we kind of were like talking a little bit about this before we went live um you did mention that um again you may want to do a cover at these mcr shows because you're worried that nobody's gonna know who you guys are uh when i saw mcr in la um i was there and i saw thursday and i like thursday i know at least they're singles enough and to be like yes i'm enjoying this show <coughs> Um, everyone around me felt like did not know who Thursday was and was upset they were playing. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you made do a cover, and it may be Mr. Brightside. Is that still in the pipeline potentially, or are you gonna so, x that out?
2: <laughs> yeah, just to be clear, Guns said that would be the cover. We never okay. said that would be the cover. there. We go. <laughs> I we just did not think it was a terrible. We did not think it was a terrible idea
1: that's fair that's fair
3: that's a hard song to play though man that's hard
0: for a guitarist yeah it's only yeah. like three minutes or so but uh, it's just a hard riff
3: let me ask it's a you a hard question. riff it's very like your hand Ooh. looks like this yeah
0: i'm like i don't know how the You're guy played it, it.
3: <laughs> i don't know either I've, I've watched videos of like of how to play it and it makes no sense yeah could we get your
2: suggestions and also see if people could ask in the Twitch a chat for some suggestions as well? And I think, you know, put yourself in the place of being in the band. Like you have to go play in front of, you know, 15 to 20,000 people that have no idea who you are, what would be a good song to cover? Um, that's, you know, something that's not super current, but not obscure
0: uh skater boy has yeah. come up in the chat you no. can do a napril <laughs> levine cover
2: not Absolutely not. however <laughs> let me tell you this my friend evan tobenfeld wrote that friggin' song like it's insane <laughs> he went on so so after midtown i went on to manage bands i crush music evan worked at crush with me he wrote he was the, he was the guitar player in the music video it's like super hmm. crazy small world that's like more weird emo connection
0: yeah uh another recommendation is break stuff, Limp Biscuit. Oh a lot of nostalgia for Limp you Biscuit. You know people would go hard on I mean, that song.
1: People do go hard for back. that. It's coming back.
0: <laughs> they came back. People have come back to liking Limp Biscuit in twenty twenty two. And non-ironically, it's it's just the same thing. The the scene evolves, the scene comes back around.
2: He's uh wow. I, I think Fred Durst has I think TikTok has helped oh, yeah. him a lot, honestly. He because it's like somehow I don't even know if it's possible to say. There's something a little more endearing about him now, seeing him on TikTok with like having a fun, genuine personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, tell me, please. No, I no, mean no, I
0: no, hope no.
1: it's I a genuine right. personality too. It seems yeah. like it when yeah. I go on TikTok, so.
2: And I love he's got way more gray hair than me, which mm-hmm. totally makes me feel better. So thank mm-hmm.
1: you. Someone's going to take part. one for the team. Make <laughs> everyone else feel better about it.
0: Yeah. Cheers, Fred.
1: We see a lot of. Uh, it's
0: weird to call him without his last name. We see a lot name.
1: of Fallout Boy Rex. Sugar, we're going down. Mm-hmm. Sports by Beach Bunny hamilton like hamilton the musical
0: hamilton just just i've never seen uh, it i don't know anything
1: about it
2: that's the second time we've heard that though that's the second person (laughs) to tell us to do hamilton i'm like i totally missed hamilton i don't yeah
1: it it went past me and i still don't get it i don't know if i want to get it at this point
0: (laughs) yeah it's uh it's 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 good it's just would it be i mean it would go off as a cover probably people would know it in the audience and be like yeah What's i don't know why song? they did that
2: What's the uh,
0: i mean it's a i don't know what any of them are called but there's like a lot of uh uh i don't know a lot Jeez. of stuff about history i guess <laughs>
2: Oh there's one called Alexander Hamilton which has 225 That million one may be it for you. On then. That there one you
0: may go. be it. They that might it. people in the audience might know that.
1: Yeah. You also have some uh <laughs> all
0: 225 Some Jimmy million.
1: Eat World, Rex, Bleed American. I think that could also be a a good one potentially.
3: Love Jimmy Eat World. I would love to see that song. They're the best band in the
0: world. <laughs> Jimmy World, yeah. Yeah. Uh incredible. Well, we have to pick one now because we have to start a we rumor. We have to start rumors here. Actually, we have to make yeah. a. Yeah. Well, the
2: two of you need to pick. We're waiting on your.
0: Oh. There we
1: go. Yeah. Let's see. Um. I flipped There it. we go. Flipping it around.
0: Yeah. All right, it's us. We have to start oh, man. a rumor.
1: All right, Brian. What's the rumor, Busty?
0: I'm gonna go with Ratatouille's suggestion of Nookie because I think it's even funnier than doing uh break stuff. So on. you guys will be covering but now Nookie. You're taking
1: somebody's on this L MCR suggestion, tour. Brian.
0: I'm picking oh, it though. I'm choosing it for them. Look. You
3: know I think I think senses fail actually covered Nookie. So legally, yeah. we, Nookie can't that, out. Then. we can't do like they did. They, yeah they did
0: it. <laughs> they did a they whole, did new yeah, whole new metal one. They, All right, fine. Yeah,
3: they did a system of a down song. It
0: was awesome. Yeah. Um, All right, let's step back from uh from New Metal then
1: no you could do Linkin Park you could maybe try to do a Linkin Park song who can rap and do Bleed It Out between you guys figure it out (laughs) who's Mike Shinona who's Chester Bennington in this go for it
3: yeah I would say Gabe is probably the best rapper among us um we used to do like a tribe called Quest Song oh okay in between remember that when we would do that in uh is it me is it Did we do that in Is It Me? Is it true? There was a spot in the set where we did a Tribe song.
2: Yeah, it would be Gabe, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, that would probably (laughs) be him.
2: I want to throw out an outlier right now. This is very interesting because I was thinking about this. It is very current, but I feel like it has a little more staying power than a lot of recent, you know, current songs. Think about the drumbeat heat. The weekend, has the song Blinding Lights, Mm -hmm. which kind of feels like... um, it feels like that 80s song, um, um do do Oh, doo, take doo on doo me. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it sounds like yeah, it has a take mm-hmm. on me vibe, which is also an awesome song. Oh my god, maybe Ooh, that's Oh, there
1: you go.
3: Cover mashup. The weekend, aha. You mashup. got you got a yeah. range.
1: You get the kids, and then you get the adults. Yeah. And their there parents. you go. Who brought them there? I'm freaking
2: genius. <laughs> Mega mine energy. Yeah. You start with Take On Me, because I think that would be a little less popular. And then you flip it halfway through to Blinding Lights.
1: There we go. Because that's when you, like, hook them.
3: And you know you know what else he uses that drum beat is Young Turks by Rod Stewart. Oh, Tyler. So throw that in there, too.
2: <laughs> Tyler is a big oh my Rod. God. Tyler from Midtown is a big Rod Stewart fan. In fact, if you look at, like, 2002 Midtown photos, Tyler looks like Rod Stewart. His hair is feathered. It's... Mm-hmm amazing
1: oh my
0: god <laughs> yeah it's like this is this is the you're <laughs> you're, gonna come back to the band. you're gonna come back stupid. to the band
1: and you're gonna reverse it on them <laughs> and be like i didn't know that we were gonna be doing this hey guys guess what yeah we didn't know about this now you don't know we're doing this but guess what <laughs> here we are
3: <laughs> the internet knows already, already guys so like, we have to do it
1: all right. I'm adding
2: the three songs Keith, to our shared playlist that we, so we have a list of all our Midtown songs that we need to learn because it's been eight years. And before that it was, uh, you know, 17 years. Um, Cause a lot of the songs we're going to play now, we actually didn't play when we did a quick reunion show hmm. in 2014 because the reunion show in 2014 was uh, we were, we were playing part of a festival called skate and surf. So um, we didn't, it was only like, what, a 40, 45 minute set. So now we're yeah. actually relearning songs we literally haven't touched uh, potentially in 20 years from 2002, some of them. So I'm going to add these three <laughs> songs we just discussed to our Midtown playlist to, to learn.
3: So this is um, this is how a band of, you know, 40 year old men um, communicate with each other we love it in 2022 through, through spotify players playlists um <laughs> google drive links mm-hmm. and spreadsheets it's really, okay. really awesome.
1: he's not wrong
0: but like that's yeah brian to me, loves like, google
1: spreadsheets there was one day we were hanging uh, out and i like walked out of the bathroom and he's like i'm watching this thing about excel sheets and i'm like what are you yo, talking this dude's about giving me
0: so many tips on google spreadsheets right now uh yeah. so into it yeah, I use Excel all the time at work. I love it I'm uh, way into it. Look, if you're not into Excel yet, oh guys, God. go learn Excel. <laughs> I'm just saying like it's it's game changing. Yeah. Game changing.
3: Silly.
0: Rob, how do you feel about Excel? There's a better uh, program. Oh, I'm just watching
2: the viewer count just fell from 800 to three. Yeah, they said yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I'm not
1: doing it anymore.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You guys didn't want productivity tips with Midtown in your middle of your Saturday. I'm so sorry oh, we didn't. Sorry
1: hit. we didn't hit <laughs> what didn't like you thought it was going to hit. Fine.
0: Target demo,
2: old emo people in their uh, mid 30s, early 30s to early 40s, uh, mid 40s uh, Excel tips actually yeah. might not be as far away as we'd all assume.
0: Look, if it's, if it's three of us in this chat right now, except for Lizzie, who hate hates spreadsheets, spreadsheets, I think that that's a pretty good percentage of people.
2: All right, we're learning pivot tables. Oh no! Right now. Ignore that. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, yeah. No cover. You're not going to do a cover song. You're just going to teach yeah. the audience how to do a pivot table. Yeah. Which is a transferable skill. Okay. It's it's necessary. <laughs> you gotta have it. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about your influence on music. Uh, <laughs> Well now like, <laughs> doesn't care. See, what did he
2: say before? Does
3: not care like, about music. He's like, I don't care, about, I do care. Do you care about music? No. no. <laughs> this is broken. This is like full Uh-oh. on broken. That's in the
1: chat for the broken topic. Uh, I can't fix
3: it. That's in chat.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you guys want to see me glue this oh, back man. together? That's probably all we could do. Yeah. It's thrilling.
0: Give me the
1: super Ooh, glue. super glue. Okay, we're going on right tour with
0: me? my romance. Let me let me glue this together. <laughs> I think it's in the hutch. Go
3: ask mom. I think it's in the hutch. He's just
0: uh, gonna bring me in things to crazy glue. Love it. Yeah, Sorry. perfect. Uh there I'm gonna read what my my friend sent me because he was so fucking stoked that we were talking to you. He's, uh, I still believe Forget What You Know influenced other bands so much that the scene completely changed in the next two years, specifically the darker vaudeville style of Panic and Fallout Boy. So, like, do you guys think that you have had that influence on the scene? Obviously, Gabe uh went on to do uh Cobra and was on Fueled by Ramen, and they were uh working for Crush Management, which is very heavily in uh the 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 Fueled by extended universe, the Decadence extended universe. Like, what is it? Do you feel like you have that influence or how do you feel about like where your music was still loved by a lot of these bands that went on to, to continue doing those sorts of things?
2: I never actually thought about forget what, you know, transcending to the next generation of the scene, but, um, I think there is something interesting that, you know, right after we broke up, um, I noticed pop punk emo, whatever we want to call it, got even poppier, got even more on the radio. Um, you know, it, nothing negative or positive, but like, boys like girls was very, very, very candy sugar coat. Metro station was very candy, um, bubble gum. So, um, I wonder from what you're saying is around 2010, it seems like that's when, uh, and please help me out here. I need, I need the help what, around 2010. <laughs> is that when Midwest emo started to like become
1: its yeah, own thing? That's, that that's right about here? the time. Cause I remember being in high school and everyone was like Midwest emo, as I like to call it, the bro core pop punk. So like you have like say champs, you have real friends, you have things like that and Midwest emo melding together during that time. And then it really exploded in like, 2012
2: 2014 yeah so something Heath said earlier was like things go in cycles right so once a certain scene gets so big or a certain style gets so big a lot of times there's i don't want to to call it a revolt but you know there's something where you know the for the people who have it to themselves and it's personal and it's not at this mass major label level um they kind of take it back right so I think around, you know, like you said, 2010 to 2014, a lot of these bands that started getting big, instead of going back and looking at the, you know, more poppy, sugary bands, would go back a generation further and find those, um, you know, like, like the bands that never went to become those massive major label bands. And I think that's probably had a lot of influence on how that, I guess they call it the fourth generation of emo. I thought only Ska had uh, generations. Or, well, or apparently waves. We, we're in waves, fifth wave <laughs> emo.
1: So we're yeah, there. Exactly. Somehow.
2: Yeah. But I think that has a lot to do with it, right? And forget what you know, it, it didn't have a lot of the noodling. Oh, well, I did have a little bit, but it, it didn't have a lot of the noodling like uh, in a lot of the Midwest emo songs that you hear. But it was certainly darker and it certainly had you know a a lot of vibe and you know i guess mood would be is an interesting term right because a lot of midwest emo you put it on and there's certainly a mood while you're listening to it um and me influencing in a certain way or another whether i'm I'm always frozen i'm cold it's like my heart Sorry, Edgy. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, 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 yeah, God bless. Like that's super cool. If it, if it did influence, I don't know how much it influenced panic or fallout boy, but I mean, God, that's even cooler if it did, because you know, those were bands that were meaningful to, you know, a, a large amount of people.
0: I mean, you're, I know you posted the, the documentary on your Instagram because I was watching a couple of those clips and it's like, I mean, he went is a pretty huge fan of Midtown from what I remember. And he was very influenced by a lot of it.
2: Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, like, listen, not only... I mean, whether or not he was influenced, he was always very good to us. He took us on tour. But, like, sometimes, like, uh, these big artists get massive and they get big and, like, they change where they are as people or they're just, like... Like, even to today, he's, like, the same nice person to us as he was in 2003 right um and i think that's a rare quality and a real rare trait and you know i don't i have no idea what people say on the internet this that or the other but you know he's always been extremely real to us and that's that's always been meaningful to me and same with my chem right like 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 i don't even need to say it about my chem you could see it by looking at the bands they took out on tour Mm -hmm. you know like you said thursday or taking out us
1: um i mean they have homeless gospel choir which i saw them here in Chicago when Frank Iero was Frank Iero and the celebration at Reggie's and I love them they're so good same thing with like Modern Chemistry I was like these are really good bands and I saw the fact that like, they're bringing Homeless Gospel Choir which I think is somebody who's a very underrated like activist punk artist to their some of their shows I'm like that's so sick where are they from? I think they're yeah they're over on the east coast interesting
2: because Modern Chemistry is another Jersey yeah. band I think yeah Cool. Yeah, so maybe that's just part of growing up in the punk scene, right? We just have something different in our blood. We think differently, we, we grew differently and, and music is meaningful in a different way. You know you don't I don't think you get into punk music by saying, let's be the biggest band in the world. You get into <laughs> punk music because you go to a, a show, you see you know 20 of your closest friends tearing their heads off in the, in the pit in the pit. And, uh, and, but like, it's the most communal thing you could imagine. And it, it's part about, it's, it's part of, part of being about that culture versus being the biggest band in the world. Like I remember going to this one for me, it was absolutely legendary. The most meaningful venue that I ever had. It was called city gardens in Trenton, New Jersey. It, 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 it was, it shut down in like, I don't know, 99 ish. Um, but that's where I would go. And I see all like. The bands that I ended up loving for the first time ever, whether it was Rancid or H2O, Bouncing Souls, Weston, No Effects, Lagwagon, I would all go see them at this venue. And and the first show I went to in 1994, you know, when I was watching, it wasn't, I'm watching the stage and I looked and I I didn't look up and say, I want to be the biggest fan in the world. I said, whatever this is and whatever this feeling is, this is what I want to be a part of. And that was why I started a band. And I think it's the same exact thing for Fallout Boy and the same exact thing for Mike M. You know, you you didn't start the band to say, I want to be the biggest fan in the world. But you work hard and your music's awesome and you're super talented and good things can happen. But you got to work hard. And all those bands, they tore their butts off. Like nobody's <laughs> business, seriously. I'll be doing a TED yeah, Talk just- afterwards <laughs> uh, if you're <laughs> all interested. So There we go. Cool.
1: <laughs> you got the Excel sheet in the background. The TED Talk. You have all the punk bands in the Excel sheet. It's good to go.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Do we need a punk rock no, database? Oh Sorry, my brain is working on a spreadsheet be, right now.
1: Maybe time.
2: <laughs> Al, Alice will build it in Java and Kotlin. Don't worry. Yeah, thanks. The most thanks, I Alice. did was
1: I made like a, an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> to um, send out to people of all the college radio stations in the U.S. At least, and I was like, hey, put it in here, and then send your music here. That's it. And that was my that was my Excel sheet adventure.
0: I like it. Very helpful. Yeah. Look, it's amazing. <laughs> Our view count's going back up now that we're saying like, yo. But like, what if we oh, had spreadsheets no. about music? You know, people are like, I'm, I'm, mm, I'm listening. It's like something
1: interesting. So, what could also potentially sound interesting though is the prospect of any potential new music do you have any in the, the wheel works or is it just kind of like, you're just going to play some of your older stuff call it a day?
3: Well, I don't think that we've ruled it out. You know, I think that uh, right now our focus is getting back to the songs that we're going to be playing. But I think as, as we go forward and keep practicing and keep getting together, if people have ideas and we want to explore them, I think we will. I don't think we'll hold it back, but we don't have any any plans right now, but we're also not, you know, excluding it.
2: It's funny. We've been getting that question a lot on, you know, uh, comments on socials. And, like, my response is really, and, and, I, and it's super genuine. It's like, I can't even think about that until I learn <laughs> the old songs first, right? Like, we got shows to play. We got to play these shows first. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah it's just like so i guess like from a nostalgia grab point you're like well we don't need to write anything new we already have all these songs but from like a musician standpoint it's like well we want to write like we like making music we like creating in the process of it but uh like if you're I guess this is sort of a weird question because it's like you're you don't know where you're going yet. But like if you're a band that's like we're reuniting, we're doing shows, we're doing these tours, we're doing all this stuff. And then you're like, also, we're just going to like stay a band now. We're going to write new music and then we're going to tour on a record. It's like kind of it's like a weird like we're not like it doesn't sound like that's the plan. It sounds like the plan is like we're just going to do some shows. But now do you do that tour and and tour on a record and do a record cycle? Or do you just go, yeah, we're just playing some shows, right. having a good time?
2: So, yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of feelings on that because to me, it's really clear. Like there's no nostalgia grab for these shows. We haven't played a headline show for the people that have that had supported us from 1998 to 2005 since 2005. Have we done a mm-hmm. real proper headliner? So for us, it's like this is, you know, 17 years in the making to actually play the songs. Some, we may not even have performed since 2001 or 2002. Um, so like that's, that's 100% the idea and the point because it's meaningful to so many people and it's so much fun. Um, we all have full-time jobs, right? So even when we were putting together these shows on, it was kind of like, it, it felt like I was in a band at 14, or I'm sorry, 16 years old again, where I was like, Oh, let me call my boss and see if I can take (laughs) off work those days. And then I've used all my, you know, PTO days for the rest of the year. However, um, I think the whole experience of this, um, I've had such a blast playing music, um, either at the rehearsal space on my own, um, with the guys when we got together that, um, I think the, the if if there were new music at some point, it would be 100% because it's really fun to do. It's really enjoying to do. Because I think if any of us wanted to make money, we're working at our jobs. You know, <laughs> we're not going to like <laughs> be 40, 40, 42 years old putting out, you know, some, some new emo songs when we haven't done it since 2000, <laughs> uh, put out new music since 2004. So, um, But that is the one real like sweet takeaway of all of this so far, at least for me, is that I've really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And it, it's been a fun experience. So yeah, I don't. I, I can see it. I can see something for fun. You know, I always try to get Heath to sing more. He's become a little uh, shy in his <laughs> older age.
3: I, the thing
2: is, I always thought Heath had a fantastic voice. And I know the other guys in Midtown do too. But uh, I, I feel like sometimes you're a little um insecure about it for some reason
3: or the other but tell me i'm wrong no you're right i am insecure about it um, so, and thanks for talking about it he just it, Rob. brought
1: it up he just said hey i'm gonna call you yeah. up right yeah.
3: now he, he's out of the band he, he
1: quits Thank you. it's only going up from here brother oh this is not fun as it goes down pulling out the water oh no We're
4: back with another Spicy Takes. This time, it's a battle to the death with our friends OK Cool, a local indie emo Chicago band that we've had on the pod before. So we're stoked to have them back here doing some hot sauce challenges with us. As always, we're sponsored by our friend Soothsayer Hot Sauce. And you can get some of their hot sauces, like the ones we featured here, like Decay, over on their site at SoothsayerHotsauce.com. To watch the full video, head on over to our YouTube. And while you're there, make sure to leave a comment. Let us know whose spicy takes you want to hear next. Rate us and subscribe.
1: Uh, You guys are also playing uh, Furnace Fest that was just announced literally like yesterday. And that's like this new nostalgic like look back on like kind of like old school emo again like we kind of said the rates of spring type of thing um but not really so how um how do you feel about getting on there and are you going to be on more um like festivals upcoming from there or plan on doing festivals
3: well there are a lot of great bands playing that festival um you know a lot of people that we're friends with um, we're going to get to see them. Anti-Flag is playing the same day that we're playing. Um, they were the first band to, like, vouch for us on a festival. First time we ever played Warp Tour, we were playing a stage after them. And at the last song, bass player, Christopher Two was like, he gave us a huge shout-out. He's like, you guys have to stay right here. The band who's coming on next, they're called Midtown. I love this band. You have to stay and watch them. No one knew who we were, but he somehow corralled the crowd to just stay there and watch us. And that was like a really sweet uh, moment and sentiment from him. And we've always been friends with those guys since the beginning. We've toured with them so many times. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing them, looking forward to seeing NFG. Um, Unfortunately, we're not playing the same day as Pedro the Lion, who is one of my (laughs) favorite bands. I love Pedro the Lion. Uh, But, you know, it's going to be a great festival. And I think we're open to doing that too, you know? going forward
2: yeah we got lucky on the day we're playing because not only is anti-flag <clears throat> we found on but um crazy, crazy when we we like the funny thing about being in midtown um i think for all of us is our band kind of always stayed at the same level to some extent but we would take out bands and watch them get really big <laughs> right whether it was thursday um, census Fail, Dashboard, Taking Back, some, like, a million bands, Mike Hem. Um, but uh, one of the shows we did like that, we were headlining at the basement of this place in Arizona called The Nile, The Nile Theater. It had a little basement. We were, at, by the way, 200 cap, maybe 250 people. We were headlining, thrice was direct support and a band called Never Gonna Score was the opener. Yes. So first of all yes. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> By the way, I like Never Gonna Score. They had a whole get up kids vibe. So first of all, thrice is headlining that they were playing, which is makes it even more sweet to play Furnace Fest. But that band never gonna score. Well, they were these little kids in high school. They ended up starting a band called The Format after that. And then after the format, you know, fun evolved into that. So it's mm-hmm. been fun to watch all these fans uh, do that and then be able to reconnect with them uh, uh, later in life. But right now, I mean, uh, right now, these are the only shows we're playing. Like, There's no more festivals uh, on the docket. Um, ideally, we would have liked to have announced everything at the same time. but venues and you know whatnot they they have their you know you, you have to wait for whatever reason they tell you you have to wait so so yeah right now there's no other festivals at the moment so there's still some tickets for a few mike hem shows and the uh, midtown headliners in long island and massachusetts so we'd love to see you i'm so excited that both of you are coming to the east coast from chicago to see wow that's crazy yeah that's crazy brian
1: and i gotta you know Thank you. a book everything get out there <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a it's cool. It's cool you're bringing like hundreds of your friends too. That's really
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We rented a couple planes <laughs> yeah. uh just to just to fly everybody over. You're from very Chicago. casual, uh, you know,
1: nothing crazy. Just just get the yeah.
0: the entire population of Chicago yeah. will just fit into the entirety of the you East know, Coast, will just spread the, the, out the, and be our little shows. community,
1: our club as we call it. Um, you know, they get first they they get the you know first class, everyone else coach, but it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. They still yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering uh, where you sit on the plane we have a spreadsheet, it will be sent to you and you will be okay, able to know it. where you sit I was
2: waiting for that
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: It's called a callback uh, in comedy by the way, everybody listening yeah. oh, You have a joke look, early on you, yeah. you, you, you tie up the interview with the callback and uh,
0: everybody laughs That's oh, how I do it I'm a oh, comedian, God. I can say it now I'm not what else do you have for like plugs or where, I mean, obviously, uh, knowing that all these shows are for the most part sold out, which is going to be a conflict for us to get to that show that yeah. it's sold out. But, uh, where else can people find you on the internet? Where else can people, uh, get to know your band before they see you and all that kind of stuff?
2: Sweet. Yeah. So first of all, come out to Long Island and Massachusetts just one on sale. So they're not sold out yet, since they just went on sale. Come out and see us then. Our website, uh, MidtownRock dot com. Uh, it used to be with Google when you're popular, it said I was, no popular. Always right when you're saying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that we're less popular, so uh, yeah. So but but uh, no, it, it, this is going to be fun. We're looking forward to to seeing everybody. And quite frankly, I don't know if we're ever going to do headline shows again. So um this will be the time to see some some random songs uh we may never play again in our lives we'll see who knows hmm.
0: dramatic, dramatic pause dramatic pause but it, I, with the lag on the internet i'm always just like i just want to make sure we let, don't
1: talk
2: over. let it sit
0: for somebody to yeah in case somebody uh, uh is adding something but um or yeah. gluing something or gluing something you know <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. call back call back look it, it responsibilities uh to What's glue that? things responsibilities
2: <laughs> mxtx reference
0: yeah
2: oh you don't know mxtx huh I, that
0: was never a band Brian. that i got into i just isn't look i never got into Righteous of spring either but apparently that's fine i mean
1: it's fine but you know gotta know your roots bestie
3: I love that we're talking about Rights of Spring so much. This is
0: great. <laughs> Dude,
1: but we're adding We're the- adding the- layers. We're adding
2: the legacy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The legacy that didn't exist. We're adding to it.
0: <laughs> there were some great
3: songs. Come on. All right. They I'm going to not- listen to Rights of Spring appreciated. After- <laughs> yeah. I think right. I think I think Lifetime covered a Rights of Spring song too. Oh, shit. I'm going to look this up. Guys, yeah, after this podcast.
0: We're running right yeah. to spring, right, right, up, the, up, there, right up the charts, streams, right up the Spotify charts. Confuse everybody on
1: the Internet. Make it go yeah. viral on TikTok. The kids have, are going to have no fucking idea what's going on, <laughs> but we're just going to roll with it.
0: Fuck, the Internet is so weird. I <laughs> just like thinking like how weird it would be if like all of a sudden Rites of Spring which was just very popular on TikTok. That'd be awesome. <laughs>
1: Well, I know that Midtown.
0: Alice, not say Midtown <laughs>
1: does have some TikTok songs on there because I used a couple to promote this. So it's like came up first, and I said, "All right, let's go."
0: I've had "Give It Up" stuck in my head since we booked this. I've just had the song running in the background of my head for the entire time. So I'm I have a head that's like TikTok, oh, no. where I just have a song repeating in my head, but I don't have to watch kids dancing to it. I guess.
3: I hope it's just the intro where it's the drums and guitar over and over again.
0: It's most of the song at uh, different parts. And then I just have like the chorus, you know, repeating. Uh, it's just, it's just how it goes. You know, I just have that song stuck in my head. I heard emo girl for the first time the other day. That song has been living uh, rent free in my head since we watched it on stream. Yeah, we did uh, it, uh, react had a, on
1: stream because Brian hadn't listened to it.
0: Had a visceral reaction to emo girl by MGK. It's a it's a song It is somebody made it. And Willow's part,
1: though, it's good. It's very good.
0: Yeah, she definitely has a part in a song. There's that. <laughs> uh, well, we're at an hour. Uh, we are going to keep this conversation going over on Twitch for a little bit with everybody who's hanging out over there. Answer some questions. Uh so, yeah, we'll we'll go do that. But, uh, you know, if you're if you're in the East Coast area and some of these shows are are not sold out by the time you're listening to this, go buy a ticket. And uh, we if you if you can't make it to the show, just give that ticket to me or Lizzie <laughs> so that we can go because <laughs> well, we listen, have to when, be there. What are we... the dates
1: for those shows? Are those back in November, September, October? December. okay so you have to give it to me because my birthday's in december you legally do then
3: okay great yeah so is mine and oh Rob's. let's go wait are when, when well. when's your
1: guys's birthdays
3: i'm the Ooh.
0: 21st and rob is Ooh, the
1: I'm, the, I'm the 15th we're all right there love it right,
0: it's about to get astrological in here and i don't like it <laughs> uh yeah, so go get those tickets, check out Midtown. Uh if you if you if this is your first time hearing of Midtown, you're wrong for that and you should go listen to them because it's fucking good music. So I'll be mad at you. So He's angry. Gonna Excel at, uh, this hypothetical to person I've made then. up. Oh dude, yeah, I'll get a spreadsheet. I'll send it to you. You have no idea what you're in for uh yeah so let's keep the conversation going over on twitch uh but rob Heath, so good to yeah, so good to hang great. with you today thanks for having us
2: oh yeah thank you brian and lizzie
0: thank you guys for checking out this episode of the emo social club podcast again if you liked it five stars everywhere five, five stars, stars everywhere
1: a nice Not- little note is cool too but you don't gotta if you yeah. don't want to
0: I want you guys to do uh, a Notes app apology where you Stop. rate us five stars oh, on Instagram no. or Twitter. Post it to your story. Notes app five stars.
1: It's how we uh, somehow get canceled by accident because somebody didn't read the Notes app.
0: <laughs> yeah, like oh wait, we need to clarify uh, read this. Yeah, don't
1: cancel us uh, for no reason. There's no don't reason. Don't cancel to us cancel for us. asking
0: you to rate us five stars. <laughs> Oh, boy. We will be back next Monday with another episode. So make sure that you are subscribed to us and follow us. You can also watch us over on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Lizzie. See you soon.
1: Goodbye. Nailed it.
0: Nailed it. We're getting there.